Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. Oh, you know that's right. Like the last guy I dated. He showed up late, took me to a sleazy diner, then made us go Dutch on the check. And he didn't call the next day. Of all the... I'm sorry. Where was I? Oh. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The Shade knows. By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go-get'em reporter for the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald. But by night, he becomes The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, and the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode, The Vamp's Final Tally. And this week... You know, they might as well just build a revolving door in this studio. We have another new sponsor! With the reveal that several of the Army scientists working for New Face had actually served in the Army for the other side, and reports from across the country of customers finding their faces completely immobilized by the sedatives within the product, not to mention the completely unexpected problem of oxygen deprivation that comes from smearing metal powder all over your face, the fine folks at New Face Cosmetics are... reorganizing. On the upside, supplies of slightly damaged and dinged monkeys and rabbits at local pet stores are expected to surge this holiday season. And so... We here at Throwing Shade are happy to welcome the significantly less dangerous people of Sparkle Toothpaste. Sparkle Toothpaste. Because you know it's writer when it's wider. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Bringing you high quality 1930s radio style satire since... You know what? All I know is it's lasted longer than my last relationship. Which is both impressive and incredibly depressing. The story so far. Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning as The Shade and The Vamp have foiled multiple criminal plots, the most shocking being the abduction of the mayor's secretary, Misty LeBlanc, by the Tally crime family. The Tallies have sworn revenge, though they haven't been heard from since. In that time, our heroes have protected a radical new energy formula that was more unstable than its inventor, Professor Edison Tesla, debunked a haunted house and revealed the ghosts to be none other than the country-fried Kane sisters, 
and avoided an international incident by protecting a Russian diplomat's family jewels, keeping them from being used in a science fiction-like freeze ray designed by everyone's favorite neighborhood mad scientist, Professor Edison Tesla, and paid for by a mysterious criminal mastermind who has so far evaded capture. Whew, everyone got that? Great. Now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Picture Imperfect. Editor Clemens raises Wednesday's ire. It was just another day in the Windy City. My hat! My umbrella! My pussy cap! And in the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, Editor-in-Chief Clarence Clemens was having a conference with ace reporter Theodore Rockwell and typist extraordinaire Wednesday morning. There's another early morning. Theo. I can't believe it. Theo, that's really not the door. Theo, you can't go through the wall. Great Caesar salad! How is it possible for the two of you to constantly get exclusive stories about the shade and the vamp, but never one single photograph? People need pictures. Otherwise, they get bored halfway through the story. And you know what that means? A drop in circulation, belt tightening, and firings. You want that on your conscience? It's not that easy, Chief. The shade is a creature of the night. It's hard to photograph a shadow. Use a flash! And why can't we get a photo of the vamp? Dames love getting their picture taken. A good shot of that tomato would really sell papers. The vamp is not a tomato. What are you getting so hot about? Uh, to be fair, Chief, the public seems to be quite taken with the vamp's good deeds. Thank you. The fact she's a looker is just gravy. Men. Did you say something Wednesday? Nothing anyone would listen to. Uh, look, Mr. Clemens, the Shade and the Vamp rely on secrecy to do what they do. If there were pictures, people might be able to discover their secret identities. That's it! What a story! I want you two to do everything you can to unmask those two. Readership will go through the roof! Uh, Chief... Uh, Mr. Clemens! We can even offer a reward! Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, Chief. There's a big problem with that. Problem? What problem? Uh, uh... Well, I, 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 tell him Wednesday. What? I mean, right, right. Well, you see, Mr. Clemens, if we unmask them, they'll have to stop fighting crime. Right. And? And? And if they stop fighting crime, there won't be any more stories about them. And since those stories are the most popular we run, without them... Drop in circulation. Belt tightening. Mm, firings. Right. Good point, Wednesday. Good point, Rockwell. Thanks. He was literally looking right at me. All right. We'll scrap the plan to unmask them, but jump in Jehoshaphat! Get out there and get me some photos! That was close. A reward for the identities of the Shade and the Vamp? It'd be a disaster. We'll arrange for you to get a picture of the Shade tonight. Maybe that'll keep Clemens satisfied for a while. I'm just concerned about the Vamp. Why? 
Well, neither of us have any idea who she is, so we can't warn her about Clemens' plans. Come to think of it, I don't think you've ever actually seen her. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen the two of you in the same place at the same time. <gasps> I can't believe it! Look, Theo, I always meant to tell you, but... I can't believe someone as good and decent as you has had the incredible bad luck as to have never seen the vamp! I'm sorry, you were saying? Nothing. Well, hopefully she'll show up tonight. Somehow she always knows when the shade is out and about. I have a hunch you'll see her. So, midnight? Atop the third national bank? Why not the first national bank? They turned me down for a loan. This ain't a coffee clutch! Grab your camera and get me those photos! He does realize it's noon, right? You heard the man. So, long lunch? I like the way you think. Shall we, Mr. Rockwell? Let's shall, Miss Morning. You know you're buying, right? No, Larry, you can't come with. Oh, Nerds, I will not be ignored. Act 1, Scene 2. What's up, Doc? The shade gets stitched up. After a decidedly unbusinesslike liquid business lunch at a piano bar and speakeasy that was more liquid than lunch, Wednesday did manage to snap one photo of the shade on the roof of the Third National Bank. Right before he fell off. I'm all right. I'm all right. Luckily, the offices of Dr. Sherry, a local doctor specializing in vigilante health, was within limping distance. What happened this time? Uh, ninjas. Ninjas? Ninjas. Were these 80-proof ninjas? No! Never! Possibly. Probably. More than likely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Be careful around those ninjas. It's prohibition, you know. Ninjas have no respect. Back for the law. Thanks, Doc. Don't worry, Doctor. I'll keep an eye on him. I'm all right. I'm all right. And who keeps an eye on you, dearie? I can take care of myself. <laughs> I'm all right. But who leaves the cover off a manhole? Besides, Trouble's too busy finding the shade to pay attention to me. Have a nice night, Doctor. You too, Wednesday. Good luck. Act 1, Scene 3. Trouble in Paradise. Theo and Wednesday have a tiff. The next morning, at the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, Editor-in-Chief Clemens was pleased. I'm pleased. Look at this amazing picture of the shade. Look at him, leaping through the air like a cat. Yes, leaping. He's definitely leaping. Great work, Rockwell. Uh, actually... Actually, was... Chief, Wednesday's the one who got the photo. It was right after I had taken my tumble off a poorly marked curb. Hence my limp. I didn't notice you limping. 
Oh, yes, but I don't like to complain. Oh. Well, good work, morning. Seriously, he just told you it... Oh. Well, thanks, Mr. Clemens. Though it would have been better if you'd been able to get a shot of the vamp as well. Well, sadly, she didn't show, and I had to help Theo. I have a feeling we'll get a photo of the vamp tonight, Chief. You can count on us. You better. Now I'm scray. I've got a paper to run. Uh, really, there's a lot of people okay. in this you particular can't. office. No, not really sure why they all did. Thanks for sticking up for me in there. Gives me a warm feeling. You deserve it. After all, you're a credit to your gender. And goodbye, warm feeling. Just what was all that malarkey about a photo of the vamp tonight? I figured we'd dress you up like the vamp and take your picture. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Do you think you could get your hands on a vamp-type outfit? I think I could throw something together. Well, whatever you do, make sure it has pockets. The vamp is crazy for pockets. <laughs> a woman after my own heart. Great. We'll meet tonight on the steps of the courthouse. Why there? Why not a roof somewhere? Wednesday. I am a professional crime fighter with well-honed skills, and I fell off a roof. You're a mere amateur. I can't in good conscience put you in that kind of danger. I'm touched. We're colleagues. We look out for each other. I just hope that the vamp has someone to look out for her like I look out for you. You look out for me. Someone who has her back when things don't work out the way she planned. You know, like I have your back. Of all the clues. Someone she can rely on to always get the job done. You know, like you can rely on me. Me? Well, I... You know what? I'm going to lunch. But it's ten in the morning. All right, I'm going to brunch. Well, I'll come with you. No, no. You just stay here and just, uh, just be a man. But I can do that anywhere. Wednesday? <laughs> Women. And why would you put a pipe organ store above a newspaper? Huh. Act 1, Scene 4. Blarney's Sandwich. The tallies hatch a plan. While Theo spent the rest of the day being masculine... How about them cubs? And Wednesday was at brunch getting in touch with her feelings. A credit to your gender, he says. I look out for you, he says. Across town, some old friends of theirs were catching up on the daily news. Welcome, fellas, to the little man in the boat. I'm Kitty Tally, proprietress. Oh, thank heaven. We've been looking for this place for hours. I mean, we do the general area, but wowzers, it is well hidden. So who showed you how to get here? Nobody. I literally just stumbled upon it. You found the little man in the boat all by yourself. We did. Congratulations, boys. First round is on the house. What? What? I buy a drink for any man who can find a little man on the boat on their own. That rings my bell. Gee, thanks, miss. Call me Kitty. Here you go. As the two happy customers retired to a corner of the bar with their complimentary pints, Kitty turned back to her four brothers, Peter, Richard, Big Willie, and Porksword. 
known to the police as the Tally Crime Family. Can you believe it? Not a single mention of our daring daylight bank robbery. It's like they don't take us seriously. Huh? They don't take us seriously. Who's Lee? Seriously is an adverb. Sounds Italian. Serious Lee adverb. Sounds Chinese. Great! Now we've got to worry about the tongs. No, I'm pretty sure I put those back in the kitchen. Well, why didn't you say so? Peter, there's nothing in the paper about the bank robbery because you didn't actually rob the bank. That's not my fault. I sent Big Willie over to the teller with the demands just like we planned. But the sap screwed the pooch. Don't be blaming me. I did just what you told me to. Richard was there, he'll tell you. He's speaking the truth. I was right next to him when he walked up to the teller. Oh, wee little frail she was. And he says exactly what you told him to say. Hand over all your money. And don't be trying anything. The tally boys aren't afraid to throw lead about. We're professional killers. Perhaps you've heard of the tallywhackers. And then she laughs right in your man's face. It was humiliating. They all laughed, Kitty. I don't understand. That should have worked. So we can't make him stop. So we turn and run out the door to find Parksard in the flivver. But the genius doesn't have the blasted thing running. Waste gas? A getaway driver has to have the car running so we can get away. So there we are, trying to get the jalopy to start. And the employees are standing on the steps pointing and laughing at, at us. We're the most feared Irish mob in the city. Fine. The most feared Irish mob in this neighbourhood. All right, in this bar. The point is... Glory be, what a grand group of dingles you are. Thanks heaven Da isn't here to see this. Mostly because he was denied parole again. Now there's a real criminal. Away in the Huskow for racketeering and mob-like activities. Hey no, we could be convicted for those things too. We just need the chance. Oh, St. Patrick in a paddle boat! Will you look at this here? It's a picture of the shade himself in the paper! I know. This potato noggin gets front page treatment and we can't even get a mention. How'd anybody get a picture of him? Says here it was taken by Wednesday morning. But that looks like it was taken at night. And yesterday was Monday. Great gallopin' Galway! Wednesday morning is that reporter gal with the typewriter round her neck. I remember her. If it weren't for the shade, we'd be successful criminals like Da. Oh, it's the shade that's keeping you from success, is it? All right, all right, it's the vamp. That gal's trouble. Aye, that wee Colleen gives all you big tallies a beating. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? 
Gokin Safaruk Taruyota Pesela, Siopas when Sula Dina Matadu react in the park three matat aris, Esprea Lena, me palka sina silnana, shukloda, Muntan the Pefadro Mohorin, Suna Gil Noaras, Dalla and Sil in Aldun, in Albeth can of fun in Estatime. Well, obviously. But what I meant was, the vamp always hangs around with the shade, right? Right. right. So, since Wednesday morning hangs around with the shade, maybe she knows who the vamp is. How does that help us? Big Willie does his best. It's not his fault. His head's a bit soft. If we kidnap Wednesday morning, we can get her to tell us who the vamp is. And then we can deal with her on our terms when she ain't expecting it. That's almost brilliant. I agree. So it's decided. The tallywhackers are coming for Wednesday morning. Gustam again. Unamadath bid Don't touch the piano. Sorry. Act 1, Scene 5. Checks and balances. Theo searches for Wednesday. Meets a garrulous landlady. Later that day, Theo stopped by Wednesday's apartment, as he hadn't heard from her. Wednesday? I hadn't heard from you, so I stopped by. What is all this knocking and the yelling? Is it a raid? Not that I would know anything about that. I live a quiet life and have no connections to smuggling or organized crime, in case anyone is listening. Hello, Mrs. Navatna. It's me, Theodore Rockwell. I was wondering if you might know where Wednesday is. Usually right after Tuesday. (laughs) I apologize. Just my acerbic Czechoslovakian humor. That's all right, Mrs. Novotna. All part of the vast melting pot of cultures that makes America great. I appreciate that, Mr. Rockwell. Very inspirational. Have you seen Wednesday? It is 1934, Mr. Theo. Wednesday is a grown, independent woman. I am her landlady, not her mother. I do not track her comings and goings, her immodest clothing that makes her look like a shameless bear cat, or the number of strange men that come to her apartment. That would be snooping. And would be wrong. But it would be extremely helpful. You are such a nice boy, Chick. Now, normally, of course, I am not nosy neighbor. Of course. But this afternoon, I just happen to be looking through my keyhole. As you do. I have seen it many times in the movies and wanted to see if it was possible. Is possible. So, there I was. Innocently testing a cinematic contrivance. When I saw Miss Morning coming out of her apartment, she was carrying binoculars and wearing one of those funny hats like they wear in the Tarzan movies. A pith helmet. Is that what that is for? Seems unsanitary. She was also wearing her typewriter. She dresses like that when she goes bird watching. She's quite keen on ornithology. I'm Catholic myself, but I do not judge. Thank you, Mrs. Novotna. You've been a great help. Whatever I can do, come by any time. I make you some nice kolachkis. 
I welcome the company. It's been so quiet since I lost my Constantine. I'm so sorry. When did he pass away? He didn't. I just lost him. I'm very absent-minded. <clears throat> yes. Well, <laughs> you have a good day, Mrs. Novotna. You too, Mr. Theo. Say hello to Miss Morning for me, and remind her her rent is due on Friday. She is a sweet girl, but I am not running charity. <laughs> Will do. Goodbye. Bird watching, eh? I know exactly where she's gone. Funny she didn't ask me to go with her. Act 1, Scene 6. In Thin Air. Wednesday's nowhere to be found. Passing a small Salvation Army band, Theo paid his respects, then made his way to Grant Park, Wednesday morning's favorite bird-watching outpost. He strolled along the paths, looking for her. As time wore on with no sign of her, his pace became quicker, and quicker, until he was running through the park, calling her name. Wednesday! Wednesday! It's Tuesday, Mac! He was so concerned about Wednesday's whereabouts, he didn't notice the object in his path until he tripped over it. Whoop! Oh, I'm all right! I'm all right! Who in their right mind leaves a typewriter in the middle of the road? What? Typewriter? Wait! This is Wednesday's typewriter. She'd never leave it behind. And her pith helmet. Something must have happened to her. What'll I do? I know. I'll ask Wednesday. But I can't because something's happened to her. I'm on the horns of a dilemma. All right. Pull yourself together, Rockwell. What would Wednesday do? We should alert the authorities. Good idea, Wednesday. Thanks, Theo. Don't mention it. Go to the park, you said. Get some fresh air, you said. It'll be nice, you said. Well, now I'm surrounded by loonies, Irma. Thanks a lot. You can't be surrounded by one fella, Irving. It's a lone loony, and you ain't getting out of taking me on a carriage ride, even if there was a flock of loonies. Now, come on! Ah, oh, nerds. Irving, an organ grinder. Funny, that don't look like your mother. We'll return to throwing shade in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, has your smile lost its sheen? Are your pearly whites dingy brown? Does your grin look like that picket fence before Tom Sawyer got to whitewashing it? Then you, my friend, are in luck. Sparkle Toothpaste is scientifically formulated to reverse the signs of wear and tear on your choppers and return your smile to its all-white, gleaming glory in just a few short days. How, you ask? Too good to be true, you scoff? Pull the other one, you demand? Sparkle Toothpaste from Aryan Laboratories is formulated with the same stain-fighting bleach that keeps your sheets so brilliantly white? What does that mean for you? That your teeth will be that same shade of unsullied, unblemished, pure white. 
dazzle everyone on your street with the all-American white of your smile with sparkle toothpaste from the fine, upstanding folks of the Aryan Labs. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shade? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects! Sell advertising! Wait! Sell! What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved! Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast! understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to Throwing Shade. Act 2, Scene 1. A Darker Shade of Truth. Wednesday learns a hard truth from the tallies. While Theodore Rockwell was rushing in to the authorities, the object of his search was across town, enjoying some Irish hospitality. Why did you spot Brings bring her here? I run a legitimate speakeasy. If I get closed down, we'll lose all our dosh. Oh, quit your yammering. This is the safest place in Chicago. Nobody can find the little man in the boat. Don't I know it? So we'll have plenty of time to get what we need from her. We got lots of ways to get her to talk. Down, Big Willie. Did any of you geniuses think of taking her gag out of her mouth and asking her? I was trying mental intimidation. The Italians do it real good, so I was Stop thinking... Stop thinking, Big Willie. You ain't cut out for it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Ain't nobody gonna respect the Tally Brothers even we ain't threatening. Yay! Are you simple? What are you doing saying our name in front of the Colleen we snatched? Yeah, Richard. You can't be identifying us like. And what are you doing calling him by his given name? Sorry, Peter. Porksword's right. She's met you all before, so it's not like you're anonymous. Well, of course we ain't. We're Catholic. <coughs> Sorry about oh. me, brothers. They don't mean no harm. Well, not much. What do you want with me? People will be looking for me. You won't get away with this. I am not putting the gag back, Porksword, uh, though I can see why you used it. She was like that the whole ride over here. Reminded me of Ma. Oh. Oh. I miss Ma. 
Me too. Don't miss her voice, though? Me. Mm, too right. Remember how she used to screech each morning to get us out of bed? It's like she were here. Are you getting anywhere near a reason for why you grabbed me and brought me here? Where is here, anyway? You're at my place, the little man in the boat. Never heard of it. You must live a sad, empty life. All right, enough of this, John. Look, Missy, we know you're in cahoots with the shade. That's ridiculous. We saw that photo you took in the paper, so we know you know him. I just got lucky. Loss, we're Irish, and we don't have that kind of luck. Do what you will, but I'll never tell you who the shade is. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? She thinks we want to know who the shade is. Oh, darling, you're wasted at that newspaper. You should be writing for comedy for the radios. Well, what are you talking about? What's so funny? Everybody knows who the shade is. Are you daft? The entire Chicago underworld knows the shade is really Theodore Rockwell. <laughs> did you hear that? Happens all the time. We just ignore it. How did you figure out Theo is the shade? You never see the two of them in the same place. Kind of obvious, really. Plus, we've read his news stories. He's just as good a reporter as he is a crime fighter. (laughs) Then why haven't you stopped him? Why keep letting him do it? He's such a nice guy. You can tell he really wants to help people. The world needs more people like him, am I right? And he tries so hard, you'd feel guilty stopping him. Tis a crime missing a firkin in Lassen Hedaye. I, pork sorted, would be like kicking a puppy. <laughs> and he's not a problem, to be honest. He'd have no effect on us at all, at all, if it weren't for... The, the vamp. vamp! The Vamp? Aye, she's the real thorn in our side. The fly in the ointment. Still in the dirk. The hair of the dog. But hair of the dog is helpful. Says you. Kitty told me to try some once for me hangover. Not only did it take me hours to find a dog... All the hair did was make me lose me breakfast. That's not... Never mind. So you're all saying that you consider the vamp to be a greater threat to your criminal enterprises than the shade? Absolutely. Without her, we'd be criminal masterminds. Huh. Well, what do you know? So you have to tell us who she is. What? No! Listen, sister, as glad as I am that there's a strong, independent role model for women out there, I can't let her miss up my brother's plans. You can tell me. One career girl to another. Even if I knew who she was, I wouldn't tell the likes of you. You expect us to believe you don't know who she is? You think we're stupid? Do you really want me to answer that? Look, Theo doesn't even know who she is. I don't know who she is. Nobody does. I've never even seen her. How can you have never seen her? We're never in the same place at the same time! You and the vamp are never in the same place at the same time? Well, I I mean, when, when, I, when I said that, Do I Do you meant... know what this means? Fear de la crabacholin, nilsa midunioske rar, get a bit full, and get sin befull, or tenathen a mandach. That's right. She doesn't know who the vamp is. Leaping limerick, we kidnapped her for nothing. She rat us out. The shade will show up and the vamp. We have to shut her up permanent. 
Fitter for a Chicago overcoat. <laughs> Slow down, boys. You're thieves, not killers. That's what you think. We're hardened murderers. We're the tallywhackers. Please, you can't... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that's... That's the name you're going with. She's doing it. I told you guys. I said it just like you told me to. Yes, Pork Sword, we all know you voted against the name. You remind us constantly. But that's not the point right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really, I am. I know I shouldn't, but I just can't stop. That's it, Richard. Get me my Roscoe. It's time for the tallies to do some hard drilling. Will you, Egypt, pipe down? You don't need to go throwing lead around. But if we let her go? You don't have to let her go. You said it yourself. The Shade is going to be looking for her, right? And where the Shade goes, the vamp follows. So when they show up, we trade Wednesday for the vamp's identity. Uh, but, 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 that's brilliant! So we just wait here till the vamp shows up! Oh, no. Act 2, Scene 2. Obstructive Justice. Theodore runs into the thin blue line. As Wednesday settled in for what was sure to be a long wait for the vamp, Theodore Rockwell was enduring his own long delay at the police station in the form of Police Chief Cannoli. What was that? A parade? It happened so often I don't even hear it anymore. Best to ignore it. As my dear mama always used to say, best to ignore things you don't like. Yet, you're a policeman. Italians love irony, Mr. Rockwell. Now, let's go through this again. You say you missed your girl on a Wednesday morning. What is her name? No, I said Wednesday morning when missing from Grant Park. You don't understand. She left her typewriter. Mr. Rockwell, please calm down. Wednesday morning comes around every week. Maybe they'll deliver your typewriter then. No, no, no. Wednesday morning, my girl Friday was kidnapped from Grant Park in broad daylight. We have to find her. Send out a dragnet. Put out an all-points bulletin. Release the hounds. Ah, now I understand. You saw a kid napping in the park. I send an officer to roust the vagrant. I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. We cannot have this disregard for the law. I blame the shade. The paper put him on the front page. Make him a hero. He no hero. He's a Virgil's ante. A vigilante. That's what I said. Virgil's ante. And when I find this Virgil, I can finally rid the city of the shade. One of these days, Chief, I really want to do a story on how you managed to become Chief of Police. Ah, now that's a story. It all starts in a Sicily. But right now, I'm desperately trying to find my assistant. You want an assistant? Put an ad in at a paper. I'm going to try one more time. I am here to report a missing person. Ah, that we can do. What is the name? Wednesday morning. Ah, the signorina that follow you everywhere with the typewriter around her neck. Why didn't you say so? We definitely help you. When did she go missing? 
earlier this afternoon from Grant Park. The park? I get an officer right on it. Thank you, Chief Cannoli. I... It's uh, probably the work of these uh, vagrants I heard of who nap in the park. That's not... Uh, I'm uh, sorry, Mr. Rockwell, but I'm uh, distracted by the white gleam of uh, your smile. Why, thank you, Chief Cannoli. Yes, I started using a brand new toothpaste recently. Sparkle toothpaste from Ariane Laboratories. It's amazing. It looks it. Your teeth actually shine. That's because of the scientific whitening formula. Really? Here, try some for yourself. I just happen to carry a tube with me. Woo! It's a burn! That's the specially formulated bleach. The burning means it's working. I'm most impressed. Where can I find a sparkle of toothpaste? It's everywhere. Why, I can't walk into a store anywhere in my neighborhood without seeing just a wall of whiteness. That's interesting. I've never seen it in any store in my neighborhood. And between the Italians and the Irish nearby, there's a lot of teeth in trouble. Well, I'm sure it'll get there soon. After all, Sparkle Toothpaste's motto pretty much guarantees it. Really? What's their motto? Sparkle Toothpaste. Down with brown, cause white is right. That's so heart-warming, isn't it? I tell you, Aryan Labs has made quite the product. Why, I wouldn't be surprised if they whitened the whole country. Wouldn't surprise me either. But enough about my dazzling smile, Chief. We really need to find whoever took Wednesday morning. You can rest assured, Mr. Raquel, that we will find the vagrant responsible for this crime, even if it takes all day. think I can count on Chief Cannoli. Normally, I'd ask Wednesday for ideas, but she's who I need to find. I could try to find the vamp, but I have about as much idea where to find her as I do where to find Wednesday. No, Rockwell, the fact of the matter is, this time, the Shade has to solve a crime all by himself. Seriously, nobody else hears that. Will the Shade find Wednesday in time? Will he find Wednesday at all? Will Chief Cannoli actually do his job? Tune in next week for the answers to questions like these on the thrilling conclusion of Throwing Shade, the vamp's final tally. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater, presenting their first show of their massive eighth season, Richard III running October 1st through November 3rd in Studio 3 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Will Richard stop at nothing to reach the pinnacle of power? Will he act unethically, unlawfully, deceive, seduce, even commit murder? Come on, you think George R.R. Martin invented this stuff? Meet the unlikely man who schemed so cleverly and bloodily we're still talking about him today. Info now at www.eclectic-theater.com. Loyal listeners get a special deal on tickets. Use the code word WEDNESDAY for up to 50% off. EFCT is unique. EFCT is irreverent. EFCT is theater. This has been Throwing Shade. 
Brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by Sparkle Toothpaste. Written by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Directed by Katherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Hool, Serena Johnston, Noelle Kleiss, Chase Nergi, Andrew Pond, and Sarah Siegel. Our Foley artist is Jessica Lauren Fisher. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same Shade Time, Same Shade Station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Michael Canari and Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway... Becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.